the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. 36 minutes after the hour. Oh, four minutes after the top of the hour. I'm looking at the seconds again. I'm sorry about that. Nevertheless, four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I'm going to go straight to John because he's been waiting. And, John, how can I help you? Hi, Mark. I sure enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I have an option well, I think it might be an option. I'm an old computer guy in the computer world, and often in the Windows world, anytime you get an upgrade, it's a downgrade. <laughs> so back to the Chrysler Dodge Turbo Diesel, the Turbo Lag. Do you have suggested or thought that had version 7 software in the firmware? Is there any way you could get the new or the old firmware, the binary, and then and then reload that back into the computer and get back to the to the working firmware program before this whole debacle started. You you are exactly right. That is a that is a question that few nerds would come uh, only the nerds would come up with and so I'm calling you a nerd. But you're exactly right and that's what I said. I said to if them, this is... <laughs> and get this version 7 software from Chrysler. No. I, you may have to pull it off an old nope. working nope. Turbo D. Nope. nope, 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 nope. I tried to buy a, a wrecking yard one, but the VIN's burned in it, so I can't put it in this truck. I ah. There's oh. so many road hazards here, so many roadblocks here. I tried everything. I put a different coolant sensor in it. I disconnected the coolant sensor because this is a common problem is, is it goes full hot and then it goes into lymph mode. So I thought if I can make it not go full hot. I built a resistor to put in there after I determined what normal heat is. And so I put the resistor in the plug. And I said, right. I'm going to feed you a good value. Nothing. So I'll tell you a secret. I'm going to drive up to Holbrook today. And you know what a programmer is? Oh yeah, I'm taking a programmer with me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put some auxiliary performance software in that truck. So Good. I'm basically I'm taking a whole bunch of sensors, feeding them into a completely new PCM, and that PCM will go right through the existing PCM because the data is bad. I mean, the data's been changed for the good. Nice. So nice. I think, and I'll let you know how I did. I'm thinking I'm going to be 100% correct, and I can hardly wait to get up there. And 
I'm gonna. It'll take me about 30 minutes to plumb this in. I'm gonna give her the keys, and I say I'm gonna sit right here, and I want you to take that on on 40, and I want you to just blow its guts out and see if it goes in limp mode. Call me if it does, and if it doesn't, I want you to go down 10 miles. I want you to turn around, come down, and I want you to just drive it like you stole it. She comes right, back so and she's got a big. Oh, I I hit the home run. Upgrade chip from a third a third party manufacturer. Yes. Yes. Nice, and that would typically set you back what three hundred to eight hundred. Yes, that's exactly right. I paid. Right. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for it because what I paid for it is not what you're going to pay for it. But yes, the, no, three I, to eight hundred is a perfect number. Nice. Yes. You, you're not going to wait around for fiat because you'll be sitting there until hell freezes over. You know, I I um, it, it, first of all, I'm not charging the insurance company a dime. I already billed them, and I'm not charging her a dime. And I told her if this doesn't work, I'll take it back out, and you're you're going to wait for fiat. But I feel pretty comfortable. But this is something you know. Um, I still need to get to heaven. <laughs> and when he stands there, I meets me at the gate, and he's got his hands on his hips. I know what he's thinking, and he knows a lot about me. So I'm, in my own personal way, I figure that maybe. I can do a little bit more good than bad. Nevertheless, I'm, I, I know the difference between right and wrong, and I can do this, and my wife's going to go with me to Holbrook, and we're going to stop and see some people we know. So, yes. But you, well, you ask a wonderful you question. Have, you have this third-party manufacturer that's going to support you on this. That's the beauty. And, and you're right. I've already talked to them. They said that we've had some success with this. They said, don't forget to do this, this, and this. And I said, I got your directions, buddy. If there's one thing I know what to do, it's follow direction. I am taking up a 3 bit, a 9 bit. I'm bringing some picks in order to get the clips out of it. I'm bringing a 5 swivel socket with a long extension and a small. I have got everything loaded up. And I'm going to pull both negative, both battery cables, discharge the capacitors. I'm going to make sure my stuff's done. I'm going to turn my key on. I'm going to look for a check engine light because I really don't want a check engine light. And that's why I'm going to have her drive it 20 miles. So I'll let you know next week whether, or you can send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. But you are exactly right. When I first started this, it was one of my texts that said, why don't we just unwind the software? And so I called a couple of friends of mine that are that are in a position of power at the Dodge and Chrysler dealerships. And they smiled and they said, Mark, we've already asked to do that. But when you upgrade it, it destroys their old version. And we don't have the old version anymore. So when we download the new version, it supersedes the old one. So I think that's kind of a silly idea. But this is the first time in my life I've ever heard of that. So it I is what it is. I'll let you know. If I hit a home okay, run, you'll be able to hear me scream from Holbrook. <laughs> I'll listen to you next week. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Computer, as much as as I used to make fun of them, they understand that that computer can do something that we can't. When I first bought software to look at the black box on a car, the very first car I looked at was my middle daughter's who rear-ended somebody. <laughs> and, and and she says, Dad, the, I hit the brakes and they didn't work and I tried to swerve and all that kind of stuff. So I download the black box and I'm looking at it. Her, her foot's on the throttle 31% 
all the way to the point of impact. The steering wheel <laughs> never moved, and she never hit the brakes, which means she was looking at her phone or she was looking at something else. So, and I'll give you another example. I know i got to call her, but let me just give you another example. When we talk about numbers, you have to know what the numbers is, okay? Map sensor, manifold absolute pressure. What's a good number? Six or 18? And which one do we want to see? And what does six represent and what does 18 represent? Mass airflow sensor, six or 30? What does six mean? What does 30 mean? The temperature sender. 0.3. What does that mean? What does 0.1 and 0.5 mean? What does that mean? When you look at the data, you better know the answer. The manifold absolute pressure. Here's the deal. The truck, or the car is idling. It's a gas motor. It's idling. It's got 18 inches of vacuum. When you stuff the throttle to the floor, the vacuum goes to zero. So that tells me all I need to know. <laughs> and if I have a map sensor code, when I... I'm looking at idle and it's not 18 inches. And I look at the hose and the hose is split. So that explains why we're running rich. That explains why there's black smoke. That explains why the oil's contaminated. Put in a new piece of hose, bingo. 18 and idle, wide open throttle, zero, two, three, four. I'm done. But you can replace the map air, the map sensor, and you can wave all kinds of magic wands, and you can replace everything underneath the hood, but a gray-haired guy like me and a lot of the young bucks, we could have told you right then what was the matter with it. It wouldn't have taken us 30 minutes to figure that out. And for a piece of 12-inch uh, vacuum hose, I mean, it's one of those things where it takes $75, $80 to find it, and it's a dollar to fix it. That's all there is to it. Who's, who have we got next? We have Greg. Greg, good morning. How can I help you? Yes. Hi, Mark. Um, I have a question for you. I have a 70 Dodge and... Um I actually just got it back from a transmission shop yesterday. My, my concern with it was leaking. It's been leaking fluid. And, you know, I explained to them that it looks like it's coming out of the front seal up by the torque converter. I mean, it, you know, because I have a catch pan under it, and, you know, it's been coming out for a while. So so anyway, I, I made an appointment. I bring it there, you know, a week and a half after I made the appointment. And... uh Basically, it sits there for three days, and then I, I get a call yesterday, and they say, oh, it's all done. It's all done, and they found a couple leaks, and he said it was over full by two quarts. Originally, he said one and a half. When I got there, he said two. But I, I actually had changed the transmission fluid in it twice, because originally I thought it was the transmission pan leaking, and... Uh, Long story short, I bought one of those aluminum pans because they're a lot sturdier, and, you know, I put that up. So, obviously, I had to, you know, put the fluid back in. This is I really bet. easy to fix. Well, maybe for you. <laughs> well, it's, for I, can, I can name 50 other shops that this is really easy to fix. Okay. So, if you don't have any dye, you aren't going to fix it. If you don't know how to make dye circulate the system, you're not going to fix it. You're okay. probably going to have to buy a, a blue light and dye, and that'll cost okay. more than the repair. And you don't, I don't know that you're sure that this can't be engine oil or transmission fluid. Oh, it's 100% and, transmission fluid. It's, and how do you know that? Because it's leaking out from the, nope. you know, the torque converter cover Strike plate. Two. And it's the, wait a minute. Strike two. Strike okay. two. Strike okay. two. It's okay. the color of transmission fluid. It's okay. red. Okay. All right. Well, you, you can you can do all that you want. Um, what I'm trying to suggest to you is is 
We can leak off the back of the intake manifold. We can leak at the rear seal. We can leak at the cam plug. We can leak at the front of the pan. We can have some problem where the transmission fluid is foaming and coming out the dipstick tube, all of that. So you have two choices. You can either get some help, a different pair of eyes, or you can continue to try to direct the repair or continue to have people guess. Um, You can do all that. But, I mean, it's pretty simple. You put dye in the tranny fluid if you think you're right. You go drive it for four or five hours or three hours, and then you bring it in, you put it on the rack, you get your blue light, you put your funky glasses on, and the trail of dye will lead you directly to where it is. But if it's in the bow housing, you have to take the transmission out. Is it the front seal? Is it the front cover seal? Now, there's three seals in the front of a transmission, so you've got to know which one it is. So you have to go through all those gyrations. But if you've got an oil pan that's leaking, then it starts from there and works its way down and goes backwards. So when you pull the dust cover off and you shine your light up there, woo-hoo, there's no dye. You've got all this going on. And I want to tell you something. I've got guys that have worked for me for 30 years that every once in a while will misinterpret power steering fluid, coolant, and engine oil, and gear oil. So when everybody's sure that it's this, sometimes it isn't. I'm just suggesting that. So thank you, Greg. I I don't know what else to tell you, but you say that you changed the fluid, but he says it's a quart and a half over, but he didn't fix the leak. So his quart, quart and a half, two quarts over, kind of goes out the window because he didn't fix the leak. The real question is, is what did he do? And we never got there. But anyway, I got to run. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Let me talk real quick about Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Bob's been around since Jesus was a baby. Bob was around when they had horses in front of carriages. Bob knows cars because he came in at the beginning and he's still there today. He also has Jeremy, who's there, who's a master tech in all categories. And I've never met one like that before. And this young buck knows cars like nobody I've ever seen. So between the two of them, the old gray-haired guy and the young buck, you've got everything you want. So if you have a problem with a car nobody else can fix, then Larry Harker's Auto. But by the way, they also do oil changes and cooling system flushes and brakes and tires and all that other stuff. But if you've got one of those cars where you turn on a certain radio station and the passenger side window drops, then... Larry Harker's would be a good place if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue in Indian School. 18 minutes after the hour, we'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards our technicians are truly part of our family we are very capable of fixing your car we pull off damaged parts we pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be then we install the new parts we align both the front and rear end then your car is back to the way it was when new our customers come from all over the valley i'm greg may remember it's your vehicle you pick the shop not the insurance company Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. 
National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. After the hour of 11 o'clock, we were talking about numbers and stuff. Just let me give you another example. On many of the sensors on your computer car, the numbers the numbers are opposite. Where the coolant sensor may say, I'm in the middle, that means it's on the lower end of the scale or on the upper end of the scale. Map sensors are the same way. They have a top and a bottom and a middle. So you have three different positions, and you have to know what each one of those means. So it's just a matter of understanding the numbers. And so the only way you're going to fix it is the numbers. Most of the time, with the exception of one sensor, low is lean and high is rich, with the exception of one sensor. Low is lean, high is rich. So a low number will be a lean condition that's either creating because of a fault signal or you've got a big vacuum leak or something like that. EGR is sticking open. On the top side, rich, we've got a rich condition because we have a fuel pressure regulator that's out. Now the oxygen sensor screaming rich. Everybody replaces the oxygen sensor, but the fuel pressure regulator is the problem. That's the kind of stuff we need. And there's no such thing as hooking up a box to your car and having the box tell you what's wrong with it. That's that's not going to happen. It's like checking your blood pressure and then telling you that your right eardrum's blown. There's no relationship, but nobody can do it with just a box. Let's go to the phones and thank you for calling. We have open line six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Mike, you're up. Good morning, Mark. I've got a question on a 2003 Chevy Trailblazer. Um, when you go to excel, accelerate on it, it just sounds like it's a lot of revving and no moving. And um, we've got a lot of diagnostic and a lot of repairs done. And I'm just wondering, is there something I need to be looking at besides the catalytic converter? Well, no, that that's not a, that's not a catalytic converter symptom. So... I, I I don't know. If you're giving it a, a lot of gas and it seems to be slipping, I'd check the fluid in the transmission and I'd manually shift it. So I'd pull it down into low and I'd pop it up. And then I would take control of the shift and to see if I could almost bark the tires between first and second and second and third. So there are some tests that you can run, but let, let me answer your catalytic converter. The catalytic converter, when it's bad, um, it's usually plugged. 
So you're not going to have any problem getting to 30 or 40, and sometimes 50 or 60, but you're not going to do 60, 70, 80. It's not going to happen. It's like somebody stuck a potato on the exhaust pipe. Now, there's a lot of wheezing that goes on because you've got this plugged exhaust system, so now we're going to be wheezing the engine, and when you back off the throttle, it'll die because all of a sudden we've got all this exhaust. So catalytic converter won't cause what you're, what you're describing, but um, I think what I would do is I would take it over to, uh, to uh, you know, I get this brain, you know what I'm talking about, automatic transmission exchange down on 40th Street in Washington, just have them drive it. Let's see if it's a transmission problem. The other thing you could have is you could have a, uh, a fan clutch that's locked up, and that will create a shift problem in most people's mind. So make sure that the fan clutch is freewheeling when it's when it's cold and 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 it's not when uh, it's 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 kind of locked up when it, when you're at full temperature. So that that's what I would do. What jobs? What things have you done on this so far, or is this early in the uh, in the symptom time? Well, we basically um, when my wife acquired it from my mother, um, she put a lot of money into it and went down to Kurtz, and that was always the symptom that bugged her and. Everyone's done a lot of this. The cat's been replaced because it was air-coated and the catalytic was bad and everything else. But it just seems like that problem has really never gone away. And, okay. Um, well, the cat um, doesn't do what you said it does. Um, the computer doesn't know if the cat um, is bad. But if we plug the exhaust, then we're going to disturb the intake and all the air up front. So we obviously need 18 inches of vacuum when the throttle blades are closed. And when we start opening up exhaust valves, instead of the exhaust going out, we got exhaust coming in. So there is no code for a catalytic converter. However, there could be a temperature code that says the front is hot and the back is cold, but you still have to check the veracity of both of those sensors. Because when one dies, it goes low. So if we've got a sensor in the front that says, hey, we're okay, and the sensor in the back says, no, we're not, you have to check the one in the back first before you can condemn it. So I think what you really need is to have a couple of senior guys drive the car, and first you drive it and show them what you think is wrong, and then let them drive it. And then if you get two or three gray-haired guys or some young bucks to drive it and say that there's no problem, then you only have one choice. Wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Um, but I think... I mean, if Kurt or Jeff or Eric drove that at Kurt's and they gave it the sign of the cross, then I would hop in the car with you. You could take my grandkids to uh, Florida for Disney World if you want. I would have that, that much faith expensive. in those guys. What's that? That sounds expensive. <laughs> Especially with I'm, to... I'm sure they'd want to take, uh, hit every attraction on the no, way no. and then some. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say to you is, is I would have so much faith in their saying it's okay that I wouldn't be scared of you breaking down. So I would say to you, if you're going to Florida, take my grandkids. That's oh, that's kind of what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. I would I would Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I would call up Kurt and I'd say. Can I just get one of you guys to go with me? And you need to demonstrate it, and this can't be a 30-minute 30, 30 deal. So, you know, you have to be kind of quick, and then you have to let him drive, and you have to coach him on how to make it happen. But I want to tell you something. Eric and Jeff, I respect those two young guys like you can't believe. They have magic wands, and they understand cars like very few young bucks I know. So, And Kurt's a master, so is Eric and Jeff. So... I can't say enough about them, but I, I think I'd give them another try. Anyway, thank you very much for your for your 
your comments, Mike, and hopefully Kurtz can help you out. Greg, you're up next. George, I'm sorry. I, I, I spelled it wrong. George, you're up next. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I want to just tell you a little experience I have with, had with my 2001 Toyota Echo, okay? Okay. Uh, last, earlier this year, uh, I was driving my car, and I had changed the spark plugs back in November and the air filter and all that. Then about uh, late January, the car just started uh, hesitating, bucking, uh, even stalled. It even stalled at 40 miles an hour on the freeway, I mean, when I'm decelerating. I understand. And I couldn't couldn't figure it out. Uh, I went ahead and uh, pulled the spark plugs out. And they were all black. It did have a check engine. The, it was shown as running rich. Something to do with the oxygen sensor. Still couldn't, you know, figure it out. So I called my son, who's a mechanic. Said, "Dad, I can't work on it, but take it over to his friend who has a shop. He takes it over there. He puts the scanners on. He can't figure it out." But he said, "I said, and I talked to people at my work, and they said, you know, there's been a lot of rain. Maybe got contaminated gas." So he dumps the gas because I only had about an eighth of the uh, thing and puts in new fuel. He drives it for two days, runs good. So I take it, run it maybe two or three days, it starts doing exactly the same thing it was doing before. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take it to the shop that Mark Salem recommends. And I took it to them, and I took it on a Friday afternoon, got it back on a Monday. They said, you need new fuel injectors. Uh, that's all we can come out of your fuel injectors. This car has almost 300,000 miles at the time. So I thought, okay. So I put new fuel inject. had my son put new fuel injectors, but he says, Dad, I don't think that's it. But put the new fuel injectors in there. Ran okay, it now I only got a minute on this break. So I, okay, what I'm, I'm going to... Uh, you I'm got 56 done. seconds. Okay. So anyway, they gave it back to me, and I wrote it a couple days. It, uh, it started doing exactly the same thing all over again. So uh, anyway, I uh, my my son drove it and he thought, man, it's the throttle, it's the throttle body sensor or something like that. So got one of those fifty bucks, uh, put wow. that in. Still didn't work. It's still doing the same thing. I got my brother-in-law helping me. He's a uh, homemade self mechanic. Okay, and we have to put we have to pull the plug on this because I'm thirty seconds away from the break and I got to hit this one kind of hard. So what I hear basically is is you got black spark plugs and you got a rich condition and you haven't been able to fix it between you, your brother-in-law and your son and a shop. And now you're thinking about replacing a whole bunch of parts which is quite different than I suggest that you do. We'll be back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. 
The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour clock. We're going to go to George and Michael, but um, Greg and Michael, I keep saying that, Greg and Michael, but I've got, <laughs> which is that I screwed it up again, didn't I? Okay. Anyway, let me tell you real quick about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're up there on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate smells like a diesel guy. Nate knows diesels like there's nobody else that I know. He really knows the Chevys and the Fords and the Dodges, and he does some of the imports as well. So they do car and gas, and they do all kinds of stuff, but what they really shine in is diesel repair. So strictly diesel service and repair. If you're up in that area and you've got a diesel, or if you're anywhere in the city and you've got a diesel that no one else can fix, then take it over to Nate at Strictly Diesel. What name am I supposed to call him, Gil? Because I screwed up. Huh? George. George. Oh, gosh. George, that's my fault. Is there an end to this story? Is it fixed? 
It is fixed, and I'll tell you how it got fixed. Again, I had no, my no, 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 no. Tell me what fixed it. What fixed it? Yes. Uh, replacement of a PCB valve and a hose that's attached to the PCB valve. Okay. All right. I, I'll tell you what I'm thinking, George. I'm thinking to myself, if the PC valve's de- defective, it's a vacuum leak. And if the hose is defective, it's a vacuum leak. But you said the spark plugs are black, and you've got indications of running rich. So I, I'm right. trying to digest that, and you're describing a repair that's a vacuum leak. and But then on the other hand here, we've got black spark plugs and a code that indicates rich. Tell me how you straighten that out. I'll tell you, my brother-in-law who is over, he says, did you check your PCB valve? And I says, well, when I changed my spark plugs, I I couldn't get the uh, PCB valve that screws into the engine. It's not one of those you pull out. So I I said I was able to unscrew it, but I couldn't get it off the hose, but it rattled. So I thought, well, it's rattling. It's okay. So I screwed it back in. I know, but you're uh, giving me the process. I want you to explain why a PCB valve causes a lean condition and you've got black spark plugs with a rich condition. Oh. Oh, the hose itself was so plugged up with sludge, and it looked like somebody stuck Vaseline in this hose. And okay. it was from, this is like about 9-inch hose, 10-inch hose, if not okay. longer. Well, the PCV the valve itself opens and closes, so the hypothesis kind of, I struggle with it, because the PCV valve opens and closes. So when it's closed, it's the same as having a plugged hose, and so... And if it's closed, we don't. We're sucking fumes out of the engine with the positive crankcase ventilator. So we're sucking fumes out, and we're running them through the engine. So when it's plugged up, we lose those fumes, which means that we run lean, and you still got a rich code, and you still got black spark plugs. So time will tell. I'm glad you got it fixed. I'm glad you used all those people to help you up, help you, and stuff like that. And I'm glad you finally got it fixed, but i got to go on. Michael, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Uh, or I should say 11.30 good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, I have a, uh, you can help me on a, a smoke problem I'm having on my 89 Ford uh Bronco 2, 2.9 liter, fuel injected. Okay. Um, I found a, a can of uh, injector cleaner in my garage, and I decided I was washing my carbon gas. I'm going to stick that in. I had, it looks like I have over half a tank of gas. So I stuck sure. it in there. This was the beginning part of September. It was still hot. I had no problem. The car start, starts right up, uh, runs like a top, uh, step on it, it goes. About a week and a half after I did that, I started up one morning and that's when it started to get a little bit cooler and uh, I took off down the street and a big glob of smoke just came out of my uh, my uh, exhaust there and I looked what color the mirror and I said what the hell is that what and color I myself well you put the injector cleaner in there what color uh, pardon what color oh, oh gray okay okay and uh, I think my Fuel injector cleaner is probably doing a better job of cleaning the carbon out of the cylinders than is the injectors. What do you think? No, I, I, I don't I don't think that um, any of that stuff works like people said. I think change the question, Mark. Do you use you know gasoline treatments or do you use magic potions in a bottle to fix cars? And the answer is no, we don't. Um, there's a difference. No, gray smoke. No, I don't. I, I mean, I just use a regular uh, Arco gas, which is good. I've had good luck with it. No, no problems. No. 
I agree with you. I agree with you. There's only four companies that make gasoline, Mobil, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron, and everybody else buys from them. So the, the idea is, is gray smoke is not black because black is rich, and blue smoke is oil, and white smoke is coolant, and you've got gray smoke, which is carbon. But I doubt very seriously if anything in the tank that's diluted by a pint to a half a tank of fuel is going to just all of a sudden clean the inside of your motor spotless. The, the real issue is, is, is throttle it up hard, see if you see the gray smoke again, and I would probably throttle it up hard, not with the intention of blowing it up, but throttle it up hard to see if you can shake the exhaust and shake the motor a little bit, take it into some high RPMs, and and get away from the gray. I'll, I'll tell you, Grandma Moses brings her Honda in, and it's got a rough idle to it. And as soon as Grandma Moses leave, we get three or four guys around the car, and we see it's got 18,000 miles, and the car's 18 years old. And so we're looking at one another, and we draw straws, and and Eddie wins. So Eddie goes out, and he makes a ride on the freeway. He looks around. There's no policeman. There's no cars in front of him. The car's fully warmed up. He jams the throttle to the floor. He pulls it down into first gear, takes off like hell. Behind him is a smoke screen that would make James Bond proud. Gray smoke everywhere. So he gets off the gets off on the freeway. Then he takes the next exit. Now this is this is this is really late at night. <laughs> And, and so he does the same thing through three exits, and at the end of the third exits, there's no more gray smoke. Brings it back, idles like perfect. We tell her that we took a test drive, we found a vacuum leak off, we no charge it because she's a customer of ours, and we've decarbonized her motor. Well, I, I was thinking of doing that. I mean, I uh, when I start up in the morning, it's, it's chilly now, so it does it for about the, you know, till the engine warms up, and then after I uh, do my business and come back and start up again, it usually is about 85, 90% gone. But now, this is the gray about, smoke you know, that you're this, talking this, about, right? Nice the gray uh, smoke that you're talking about? We're doing talking freeway. about the gray smoke you're talking about? We're still right. talking about the gray smoke? I'm driving to see, uh, you know, see if I can clean it out and see what happens the next day in that's, the morning. That's what I would suggest you do. That's exactly what I suggest you do is just go run it. Now, here's the problem with this. Carbon doesn't occur first thing in the morning. So I'm confused now, completely confused, because the only time carbon and gray smoke should be there is on wide open throttle when you're shaking that motor and that exhaust. So in the morning, first thing, I would probably check my coolant level because it could be white, it could be gray, but that's what has to happen. 602 602-508-0960, 601-508-0960, minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We'll be back. Tired of opening your closet and never finding what you want to wear? We can help. Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what you love and delivers the best clothes for you right to your door. It starts with a simple profile you create in just minutes. Browse through different styles and share notes with your stylist about what you love, what you'd rather avoid, and what you can't live without. For a small $20 styling fee, your clothes are hand-selected for you based on your profile and then delivered to you so you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. Pay only for what you keep and send everything else back. Plus, the styling fee is applied to what you keep and shipping returns and exchanges are always free. With Stitch Fix, you'll get to discover new styles, new brands, and new looks you might not be able to find anywhere else. And everything is hand-selected to fit your unique shape and your budget. Discover the stylists and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for women, men, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. Okay, Simon. What are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. 
And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more. All on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and Bill's on the phone. We're going to get to him, and we've probably got one or two more callers we can take. 602-508-0960. Sun City's most largest and trusted shop for complete automotive services called Auto Dynamics. Family owned and operated since 82. They're proud of the high quality service they provide. Chuck Nide opened it. His son Derek now runs it. And folks, typically the second generation, including my own, are better than the first. They're smarter. Well, not smarter, but they learn more. And they're just better. As we get older, we get set in our ways. And this, this isn't happening at Auto Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Bill, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, I'm calling about a 67 Chevrolet 327 engine that I just overhauled. Okay. And uh, can you tell me about this break-in oil and zinc additive that need to go into it now? No, we don't use zinc anymore, and that was just a bunch of crap a long time ago. Any good quality oil will be just fine, and here's the key to breaking your 327 in. First of all, make sure it's got a 180 thermostat in it, okay? Don't leave the thermostat out. Make sure that it runs between 180 and 200 degrees. That's okay. I don't want you to use any cruise control, and I want you to vary the throttle a lot. So I want a lot of mediocre acceleration and then deceleration, and then a little harder acceleration and then deceleration, and then a little less acceleration and de. Because as you as you throttle up, you're you're scuffing the rings, scuffing the cylinders, and then as you back off the throttle, we're oiling everything back up. 
So you constantly vary your throttle for the first 1,000 miles or so, and that will be all the break-in you need. Um, we don't put zinc in the oil anymore. There's no reason to put zinc in. There was no reason back then to put in zinc. Um, the old the old days, we thought that if we put zinc, we saved the bearings, and zinc was some kind of a magic lotion that uh, made everything right. But if I were you, I'd use a name brand oil. I'd probably break that in with a 1030, and that'll also tell you how well your oil pressure is. And I'd probably use a 1030. You could use a conventional oil. You could use a semi-synthetic or a synthetic. All of them are appropriate, and you could break in that motor with any one of the three. So do you well, have if a... I can, Go ahead. If I can ask you, what about the the tappets, the, what they say, uh, the mating of the uh, lifters? Okay, well, the camshaft's uh, running on the lifters, right? Right. Okay, so we have cars that have much more tension than your 327 does. We've got uh-huh. cars with springs that are twice as strong as yours, and we don't need zinc in the last 20 years of cars. So, And then you say, well, Mark, it, you know, we're going to wear the lifters or wear the rocker or wear the lobes on the cam. No, Mark's going to say no. Mark doesn't see that. Now, just recently, Chevrolet big block motors have begun to eat up the camshafts, but it's a metallurgical issue. It has nothing to do with the oil, has nothing to do with the oil change intervals. We're replacing camshafts and all the roller lifters on those babies for five and $6,000 because we got a metallurgical problem. So uh-huh. I know that you're going to get lots of old guys to agree with you that you need zinc for where the cam runs over the lifters. And I'm telling you, we build motors all the time, and we don't do that. And we, okay, other than well, thank the, you. Okay. Other than the General Motors that's got the roller rockers and the cam right now, there's no other problems that we've seen in the last 10, 15 years. I've been in this business since, well, since 1972, but I've owned my own shop since 1979. And then we built our shop in 1994, so I've been around a few times. Nevertheless, when it comes to, to car repair, getting a popular vote is almost really expensive. 602-508-0960. You see, we've had quite a few callers that have done that. And w- what I think about is they spent more money guessing than any good shop would have told them what's wrong with it. And then we also have that I have black smoke, but then it's running lean. And you can't have that. It's, it, they, if you got black smoke, it's running rich. If you got no smoke and it's bu- and the spark plugs are white as a sheet, then it's lean. So you learn how to read different aspects of the motor to know whether it's really running lean or real. And lean is I don't have enough fuel. For instance, it's w- one pint of of gasoline to eighteen pints of air. That's the the ratio we want, so to speak. So if you've got way too much fuel and not enough air, that's rich. And if you have more air than you need and a little bit of fuel, that's lean. So that's kind of what car repair is all about. It's analyzing what you see, and it's not guessing. Trust me. If my technicians guessed like I've heard today, I'd fire them. Okay, who we got? We have Leonard. Leonard, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Better than the average bear. Hey, can't beat that for a day after yesterday, huh? Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, uh, what I got, I've got a 
Ford F-250 carbureted. It's the last year of the carbureted F-250s. I'm driving it. I'm getting a little bit of a knock like in the bottom of the motor. Sounds almost like maybe transmission, torque converter, flywheel, motor, something there. And all of a sudden, I get a metallic sound. My oil pressure drops to zero, and it stalls out. Now when I start it up, it sounds like there's no oil at all in the engine. Okay. Um, I, I pro- what does your gauge say? I'm sorry? What does your, your dash gauge say for oil pressure? Do you have a gauge or do you just have a light? It's got a gauge that says zero. Okay. So it falls down and you've got an accompanied noise that w- would, would handshake with the gauge sitting at zero. So Correct. I think what you need to do is pull the oil pressure switch off of it. I think it's down on the driver's side by the oil filter. I think you should put a gauge in there and run the gauge into the car, and let's see what our our pressure is. But I'm thinking that you're losing oil pressure, and then the question begs to be answered is where? Now, most of the time it's the oil pump or above the oil pump. So if you wanted to, you could overfill that dog by about three quarts and go drive it and see what happens. If the problem goes away, then what you've got is an air leak in the oil pan. So it's either where the oil pump drives or where the oil pump, maybe it's sucking air because the uh, the pickup assembly's fallen off. So that's the procedure I would do. Start by overfilling it three quarts and going after it. Try not to drive it too long if it's clattering and you're showing no oil pressure. But if you overfill it, that'll tell you whether the problem's in the oil pan or not. After that, then you you really should take an oil sample down and say, what has it got? And they say it's all full of metal. At that point, fixing it's not going to do anything for you. So you're going to have to fix the problem, and it's going to be something's coming apart inside. But if the oil analysis comes clean, then it's not that. And you said something that kind of piqued my interest. You thought it was a flywheel. And, yes, the flex plate will cause that problem if it's an automatic. If it's a standard, rarely do we have any noise coming out of the clutch. And it certainly doesn't sound like the engine's eating itself from the inside out. So if you have a flex plate, that could do it. That's going to typically make a bad noise um, when you stress the test the flex plate. So a lot of times you put your foot on the gas and kind of throttle it up a little bit, and you might hear the noise. Or on hard acceleration, you hear the noise. And if it's a flex plate, then your oil sample will be clean. So that's what I would do if I were you. Okay? Okay, cool. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's who we got next? We have Scott. Scott, good morning. What can I do for you? Well, hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, uh, I have a uh, 2008 uh, Lincoln MKZ with 65,000 miles on it in excellent condition. I took it in for an oil change, and I got a shock when they told me how much it would cost to replace the water pump. And so I wanted to ask you what would be a fair price to, re- to re- replace a pump, or if I wanted to exchange or you know trade my car in or sell it, what would be the best way for me to do that? Well, what's the symptom that you need an oil or a, a water pump? Well, I had um, liquid dripping out of the bottom. And, you know, into my garage, and I took it in, um, and they said I needed to replace it. Okay. It's leaking a lot. I went okay. to two separate uh, repair shops. And they both said that the, it's leaking from the water pump. 
Yes. Okay, well, there's a little hole down there in between the two bearings, and when one of them, the seal goes bad, then we call it the weep hole or the pee hole, and at the very bottom of the pump. I w- you know, if they're going to charge you parts and labor, and then they're going to flush your cooling system and put a gallon and a half of coolant in it, and I don't know if they have the upper or the lower hose on there, and I don't know if the timing cover is okay, but I think your MK is a little newer than the timing cover. I would think you're going to easily be probably 150 to 250. How'd I do? Well, they with the MKZ, I think that they have to take the whole engine apart because of the timing chains or something. And uh, it's Wait like a minute. I said, thought you said the water pump was leaking. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Okay. But it's like 15 hours of repair, you know, time repairing it. Okay. I, I, I've never seen a 15-hour water pump, but um, you just changed subjects on me. You went to the timing chain, and yes, yes, it's entirely possible that it's going to take a whole lot of hours to take the front of the engine apart and replace the cam gear and the crank gear and then put a new chain on it with all the guides and all the rollers and stuff. So, yes. But one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Now, uh, you said that they said it was a water pump, but if the cover's leaking, then you need to go all the way to the timing chain to fix the cover. So okay. the, the the problem here is, is is the cover leaking, and that leads you to the timing chain, or is the water pump leaking, and that's all you need to do? I, I'm confused. Okay. So I probably should check with the re- reliable repair shop. Do you have a recommendation? I live in well, North... Northeast? Yeah, north, actually Cave Creek area. Okay, I go to Blackwell at 40th Street and Greenway, Greenway just north. 40th Street okay. and Greenway just north. And, 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 and basically, you just say to him, Mark Salem said that I can, you know, if, when you're going to pressure test the cooling system to find out where it's at, when you find it, can I come out and look at it? Can you show me okay. what you're doing? Now, if it's the cover, then there's a lot of work to get there. There's a whole okay. lot of work to get there. So if the cover's bad, then it's an aluminum cover. We're going to have to take it off and replace everything underneath it. You wouldn't want to just do the cover. You'd want to do the chains and all that. You said you got 65K in it, but at the same time, the, the car is, what, 11 years old? Right. Okay. So it, I want to tell you, you can do the cover at 65K, and they can look at the chain and go, you know what, the the guides are not worn, the tensioner's good, the chain is good, the gears aren't showing anything. What do you want to do, Scott? And you go, what would you do? And say, well, if this was your mother's car, what would you do? I probably wouldn't put a chain and gears in it. Good, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and that's what I have. But but tell Tom Blackwell that Mark Salem said he couldn't fix a car with both hands, and if I spotted him the owner's manual, I'm not telling you to say that for any other reason than he knows that I referred you. I'm not going to make a dime on your repair. I wouldn't accept money for that, but he's a good guy in your location, and I'm quite sure he can answer your question. What's leaking? How much is it going to cost? And what parts am I going to need to fix the leak. And I think, but trading it in, they're going to find that and they're going to ding you for the amount anyway. So it's not going to make any difference if you trade it in or not. Somebody's going to find that. 60250, no, mark at That's my email address if you have a car question. Mark with a K at marksalem.com. Remember, when you're told you need something, pull out your owner's manual and hand it to them and say, show me. If they say that you need some work, you say, what symptom? are you going to fix with this suggested repair? That's how it works. Self-defense for car expense. MarkSalem.com. 
We'll be back next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.